Viewpoint. You're tuned in to Night Tracks on Money FM 89.3. I'm Lin Li Fu, keeping you company this evening. Every night on Mondays through to Thursdays, we'll be talking about some of the biggest headlines of the day on Viewpoint. Now, this is a new segment, and my guest and I will be discussing a broad spectrum of issues of interest and importance to you. On October 7, war between Israel and Gaza's Hamas rulers erupted after the Palestinian Islamist movement launched the worst attack in Israel's 75-year history. One month after the attack on Israel, the country has begun the second phase of its military operation, which is a ground incursion in Gaza to eliminate Hamas. Meanwhile, as civilians bear the brunt of the fighting, there are attacks on Israel from Lebanon and Yemen and on U.S. targets in Syria and Iraq, which may mean an even wider war to come. Now, joining me tonight on Viewpoint is Dr. John Loop Saman, Senior Research Fellow, Middle East Institute from the National University of Singapore. Good evening, John Loop. Good evening, and good evening to your audience. Very great to have you with us. Now, the conflict seems to have entered a more destructive phase. At this point, the prospects of a de-escalation seem terribly pessimistic, isn't it? What is your take on the situation, Jean-Luc? Well, as you say, I mean, we don't see at the moment uh, elements that would lead to de-escalation. The Israelis just started a new phase, which is this ground uh, incursion where they are focusing on Gaza City, the objective is to destroy Hamas tunnels, to to uh, target Hamas commanders, and as a result, the strategy is to uh, have a campaign that is not going to last uh, just a few days, but we're now talking about months, uh, with all what it means for the, uh, the humanitarian consequences, for the population of Gaza, and so on. So the objective is a, a rather absolute uh, aim, uh, which is to uh, to uh, to kill the leadership of Hamas and to uh, destroy its infrastructures. To do so, the Israelis are now preparing for a long campaign where they hope to uh, exhaust the uh, the resources mm-hmm. of Hamas. But that means that means also that uh, that strategy uh, relies on the ability of the Israeli government to sustain uh, the the uh, the uh, amounting level of discontent at the international level. We have more and more the uh, UN, the uh, international community, uh, expressing its anger mm-hmm. for what's happening at the humanitarian level. So it's very difficult to see how Israel can cope with that level of pressure at the diplomatic level while maintaining its uh, military objectives. Now, there are concerns that Israel's neighbors will get involved. Hamas has allies in Syria and Lebanon, for instance, and Iran is a longtime backer of Hamas. Could it get worse before it can get better? With regards to the regional escalation, I would be more optimistic today than I was, I would say, two, three weeks ago. Uh, we have the uh, the recent speech from the Secretary General of Hezbollah, which is in Lebanon. So Hassan Nasrallah made that big speech on Friday. And basically what he says is uh, that Hezbollah has no interest in escalating with Israel as long as Israel will not uh, fire at Lebanon. So it's a uh, 
it's a way of deterring uh, Israel, or at least to say that uh, Hezbollah is deterred. Uh, in other places, we've seen indeed uh, the, the Houthis in Yemen or militias in Iraq firing rockets or missiles uh, at Israeli or American targets. But this was rather limited. Mm. Uh, we're not t- seeing the same level of intensity as what we see in Gaza. So at the moment, there seems to be no desire from all the sides involved to have a regional escalation. It doesn't mean that this could change, this will not change, or that there could not be, let's say, escalation by accident if uh, one side doesn't understand what the other side is doing, or uh, escalation because you have uh, a dramatic uh, uh, casualties Mm. on one side. What is the likelihood of Hezbollah continuing to hold back? What we're seeing with regards to Hezbollah is low-intensity, uh, tit-for-tat rocket attacks. Uh, we're talking about hundreds of rockets, which is uh, very low if you compare to the thousands of rockets which have been fired from Gaza. Again, uh, Hezbollah, in a way, has to do something because if its combatants uh, want to join the fight, in a sense. So Hezbollah... If he wants to stay credible as a terrorist organization, uh, has to pretend that it's part of the conflict. But at the same time, again, the leadership, Hassan Nasrallah, made sure that it doesn't want to drag Lebanon into the conflict. So on that, I would say that the U.S. has been quite effective to deter regional escalation. It doesn't mean that uh, the U.S. policy at the moment is successful. The the visit of uh, Secretary Blinken was trying also to push for a temporary humanitarian pause. But what we see is that so far the Israeli government doesn't want to... um, to go with that uh, option of a pause uh, for humanitarian uh, relief. Jean-Luc, how do you see this playing out? What is the likely outcome of this conflict? Uh, well, I think the, there are several unknowns with that, uh, that conflict. The, the first is what is the end game uh, for the Israeli forces? And that's not very clear at all. There is no political exit strategy. Uh, there's no clear option for what, ha- what happens to Gaza after Hamas is uh, removed. So we see at the moment the U.S., especially with that latest visit of mm-hmm. uh, Secretary Blinken, trying to push for a regional approach for discussion with Arab partners for what could be the governance inside Gaza after Hamas, with several options being floated, such as the return of the Palestinian Authority to Gaza, or possibly uh, international uh, peacekeeping forces. Or, But all of these options are rather unlikely in the current uh, context, because we're still... I would say, in the military phase with Israel wanting uh, to focus first and foremost on the destruction of Hamas. And all the other considerations are seen as secondary. So, unfortunately, I I don't have, I would say, on the short term, a very optimistic view, a very optimistic prospect for the conflict. It doesn't mean that on the longer term, let's say that in the next uh, three to six months, this could not uh, get better. 
But for the moment, I think uh, that to be grim on this, uh, we will see more of the same. What do you hope to see? Well, what I hope to see is uh, uh, the, the shift from the military logic to the diplomatic logic. Uh, mm. It seems unrealistic, uh, quite frankly, to see Hamas staying uh, in power. Uh, I think all the sides involved here uh, will not accept uh, Hamas to stay after what happened on October 7. But if we want to be uh, positive, if we want to have uh, a constructive expectation uh, for the future, I think what is to be done is a momentum for a diplomatic initiative to bring back uh, either the Palestinian Authority into the equation or something that could lead to uh, a return to the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. That requires a lot of steps and a lot of trade-offs that are not at the present uh, visible. But again, uh, if you're asking for, let's say, a positive prospect, I would say uh, a momentum that would need U.S. and also big uh, Arab, uh, Arab countries such as Egypt and Saudi Arabia, I think. These are key players that can push for this uh, diplomatic Uh, diplomatic momentum. Diplomatically, a country like Saudi Arabia, given its history, given its size, given the uh, importance that Saudi Arabia plays in the Arab and the Muslim world, it's a central actor if we want to have a regional uh, regional solution to uh, the Israel-Palestine conflict. And I don't think today or tomorrow we will see uh, that conflict ending without having a Saudi leadership. At the same time, if we get into the details of what could be that uh, peace process, as I mentioned earlier, the idea of an international peacekeeping force, mm -hmm. at the moment, I doubt that Gulf countries such as Saudi Arabia or the United Arab Emirates would have the, let's say, the, the motivation for getting involved in such a mission, which is a very delicate mission. We're talking about Uh, ensuring the stability of a territory like Gaza, that's a very difficult mission for any uh, country. And so, again, it will depend on a lot of factors, uh, probably, that will have to be solved at the level of the UN Security Council, uh, probably U.S. leadership. Uh, but for sure, uh, countries such as Saudi Arabia will have to be involved at a certain point in uh, the settlement of the issue. Jean-Luc, thank you very much for your viewpoints. Appreciate your time this evening. Thank you. Night Tracks with Lin Lee.